Okay, Rabbi Sai, we're having a Lachayim, Lakovid, our new grandchildren, our grandson, Yisrael, Lif, who got married last night to Naomi, Naomi Groveman from Shari Chesed. And I have to tell you, I first want to give a bracha to, to them that they should have a long life together of sweetness and goodness and kindness and ruchnius and shalom and build a beautiful, beautiful house together. And I want to extend the bracha to everyone in the entire Klal Yisrael, but especially the family and Talmidim, that there should be a lot of simchas and nachas together. We should be zoichem mitzvah that a big simcha of the binyan Amen. Amen. That we're going to drink a big fat lechayim. Baruch atah dinoi eliheinu melech olam shakol niyevit bara. Amen. Amen. Semchus. Ah, uh, uah. This, this is a bottle. It's a bottle I've been saving. It's my my bottle I've been saving and been saving and saving for this simcha. And I opened it up just tonight. Just tonight at the chasta there were lots of lechayims. I didn't have a chance to break out the bottle, and now I'm breaking out the bottle. Ah, ah. the bottle, Gavaldi, Gavaldi, Gavaldi. And for the guys who are alcoholics, please don't drink anything else. Only non-alcoholic beverages. <laughs> to drink it. But I'm telling you, first of all, who do we so who we got on here so far? What do we got on here? Ah, uh, he's here. G's here. Joey's here. Joey, Joey, did you? Where's your lechayim? <laughs> go get it. Stephen Bray, Stephen Bray, where's your lechayim? What's with you guys? What are you bunch of I'm whips here, over my, here? My, Come my on. video isn't working at the moment. Lechayim. Uh, I got my lechayim. That's all kinds of excuses. It's like Nair Yaakov. Lechayim's at one thirty. Uh, I'm gonna go get one. I'm getting one. <laughs> the day's just starting. The day's just starting. One thirty. Guys are just getting up in the morning. Guys are getting up for breakfast to go to the break to the, to the bakery. Or to the falafel store. We need we need a cup of soup from the peppers. Yeah. Uh, a cup of soup from the peppers. Soup from the peppers. Five o'clock somewhere. Anyway, <laughs> five o'clock somewhere. Anyway, so I just really want to really just tell you that it's beyond description to be able to have an, a grandchild's chasna, and I just want to be thank, very very thankful to the Rebbeinu Shalom, and especially we had it in a place which is mm, just magnificent, overlooking the Beis HaMikdash, Mokam HaMikdash, Mitzvah Shem, to be rebuilt. And it's a big schuss, to be able to have a chas in Yishalayim. All kinds of wonderful, wonderful things. I wanted to speak about the topic of the day is we're going to touch base on, on um, simchas during Corona times. Simchas during Corona, just... Just as I was coming up the, the stair, stairway today, you have to Myriv. So we have to, tomorrow night, we have a neighbor's marrying off the son. And I wish Mazel Tov to his father, Dr. Kriyev. And, uh, you know, I was talking by Mincha with one of the members of the, of the building about you know, how difficult it is. I was wearing my mask last night. The whole different kind of world, this, this corona, corona world that we're in. And I'm just going to give a, a little shout out everyone out there is listening to me here in Israel when you're outside on the street everyone wears masks everyone wears masks and I know in the states all kinds of each state has its own 
its own rules and regulations and this and that. So, you know, I'm not here to go become state politicians and police. I just want to tell you one thing. I urge everyone, I urge everyone, put on a mask when you're outside. It's just a simple concept of safety for yourself and for others. And you should keep that in mind. Ari, Ari, where's your Lachayim? Where's your Lachayim? Put your Lachayim. My Lachayim. It's 1.30 here. It's 5 p.m. somewhere, since, right? Since, since when does that stop you from getting becoming a drunk? Come on, let's go. <laughs> Tonight, tonight. He's ready. He's got the T-shirt. Beer run. He's got to go. He's got to. I got to go. That's it. I'm going to beer run. So, These are my pajamas so this is, the past week. Yeah, uh, yeah, yeah, yeah. Look at that. Look at that. Look at that. Who is that? Who is, is that? That thing. Ava. This is my baby. She's uh, 16 months. 16 months. Believe I know. A lot of nachas. A lot of nachas. <laughs> so I just want to tell you that it's just been. Um, so just you know, just masks, you know, just masks, you know, just that little concept of just wearing a mask, um, you know, at the weddings, you know what I mean? It was like you know, making a bracha in a mask. Everyone walking around with masks. I can't tell everyone stuck to it when the dancing came; it just didn't happen. But I stuck to it, and I know my brother stuck to it. I stayed outside. Just a whole different way of doing things. So before we get into a little bit of speaking about simchas during this time. It's amazing. We're holding, it's already July 1st. Josh, July 1st. It's like summertime. And everyone knows summertime. Everyone had, all, everyone had all their plans, what they're doing in the summer. And now the plans have just been kind of like, <coughs> Josh, want to put everybody on, on, mute, on mute? Want to mute everybody now? So, you know, everyone had their plans, what they're going to do. And the Rebbeinu is the one that really mentioned Tracht and got lacht. Man thinks and God lives. It's up to God, really, what's going to happen. So the first thing we want to speak about a Mishnah, the Mishnah of the week, Pirkei Avos. This is a Perik Bay's Mishnah Ches. If you have a Mishnah, it's pretty simple. It's pretty simple Mishnah. We have Yochanan and Zakkai Kibo Mehil of Shammai. Yochanan and Zakkai was accepted from Hill and Shammai. Who are you, Omer? And he said like this. Listen to these words. Im Harba. If you learned a lot of Torah, don't like brag about it. Don't think that, you know, like you're, you did something good. That's what you were created for. It's almost like a diss. You know what I mean? A guy's learning Torah. He's doing the right thing. And, and the Mishnah says, you know what? Don't, don't pat yourself on the back. This is what you were created for. I just read today, someone sent me an email of a yid in 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 who lived in Lakewood, who passed away. Uh, unbelievable Talmud Chacham. The truth is, we crossed paths because we both went to the yeshiva Staten Island. But I got to tell you, he so for, for so far surpassed any understanding that I have in turn When I read about him, I just was astounded about what this Talmud Chacham really became. How he became just another, and he was a great man, great man. Just he learned and he he learned Bavli Yushalmi and he learned different mixos. He wrote so many farms like mind boggling. He, he definitely was a genius, but still he put in just the hours and hours and hours. So a yid like that, you got a person would give himself a pat on the back. <coughs> the mission says that even for a yid like that, you learned a lot of Torah. That's what you were created for. <coughs> So we're using the Sefer from the Mekubal, Reb Yitzchak, Reb Mordechai Zolai, the Chesed Lavrom. 
and he says a few interesting pshatim. I want to zero in. I want to say the latter pshatim, then I want to get back to the first pshat. He says, that's really what I, what I want to zero in on. He says, first of all, he says, let's say a person learned a lot of Torah. You shouldn't say, well, you know what? It was because of my prowess. You know, I have a good head or I have a good mind. Or I, you know, or I even put in a lot of effort. <coughs> no, a person shouldn't say that. If you learned the Torah, you should know that at the time when you were born, God gave each person, each individual, you got, we all got our dosages of brain power. Our dosages of, of, of acumen. And you should know that that's what you were created for. If God gave it to you, God gave it to you for a reason. And if you used it for time, you should realize that was your purpose. So don't pat yourself on the back. That's one shot. Another shot is, that um, if you learn Torah, but you didn't share it with others, this is an unbelievable thing. Lamada to Torah, but you didn't you didn't spread it around. You didn't spread the wealth around. You just kept it for yourself. Then you should know that Hakadosh Baruch Hu is not going to give you any tachzokol Your purpose is to teach others, to spread out the Torah to others. Third pshat. So we have two pshatim. Number one pshat so far is you have a certain amount of bra- brains, acumen. Don't take it as if it's you, your own prowess. It was all given to you as a from Hakadosh Second pshat is you learned Torah for yourself. You didn't spread it around. That's not your. That's not your purpose of existence. Purpose of existence is to share the Torah with others. Another pshat is what happens if a person teaches other people Torah. This is a very interesting pshat. He teaches, he's a Rebbe, he's a Rebbe, he's a Mechanech, he's a Rosh Hashiva, he's a Rabbi, he's doing good things. But you know what? Sometimes he learns the material that he's preparing, it's because, you know, he wants to, he gets something out of it. And not for sure, we have to get, everyone's got to get out of the Torah that they're learning. But he's learning it for the tachlis of himself. I'm teaching in order that I should be able to become the Talmud Chacham. I'm going to be a person's a big reshiva. He's teaching he's teaching for that reason, not for his Talmidim, but for himself. In order to become a greater Talmud Chacham? No. That's not your purpose. I, my Rebbe, Rav Nachum was one of the greatest teachers and disseminators of Torah. Rav Asher father-in-law, once told me that he was mafkir his shas. He gave up his shas for the Talmidim in order to teach Talmudim. He gave a derech in learning. He learned the mesechtas that you learn in the yeshivas. He could have become even greater in learning, but you know what? He felt that his purpose was to teach the Talmudim the derech in learning. To me, that was the greatest accolade. So it's another pshat. Another pshat, even when you're teaching the Torah, don't take it as if you're supposed to get something out of it for yourself. That's the tachlis of what you're doing. For sure, you get something out of it. But you should know the whole purpose is to spread the Torah around. But now I want to say over the first chat. First chat is like this. And this is what I want to bring out. We're here to, we're here to, God created the world with the Torah. That's what it says. Baruch looked at the Torah and he created the world. So really, um, that's the Tachlis. So if I'm learning Torah, I'm doing the Tachlis. I should get credit for that. 
I should get credit for that. Listen to these words. The words of the of the of the of the, the Mafarish is like this. We're living in a world we don't realize right now we have health. Be so thankful. Now we see it. We breathe. Baruch Hashem, if a person is married and he has a marriage, Baruch Hashem, if he has children, he's got children. If he has family, he's got family. If he's single, he's single. But there's so much chesed that HaKadosh Baruch Hu is imbuing within us every single moment of the day. And you know what? When we learn the Torah, that is why HaKadosh Baruch Hu created us. But it doesn't pay HaKadosh Baruch Hu for in one minute, we can't even understand how much chesed HaKadosh Baruch Hu is giving us. Kaddish Baruch is constantly doing chesed for us. And it's hard. It's hard for purpose to keep focus on that because like we go through the regular rigmarole of just like getting up in the morning, you know, I jump into the shower, get myself ready. I do whatever I'm doing. And what do I feel? I feel that, okay, you know what I mean? So I'm breathing. Not a big deal that I'm breathing. That the digestive system is working. Not a big deal that the digestive system is working. That I, that I, can, I can eat, put food down my mouth. No big deal. That's the way it is. You know, I could go into details after details after details. So we break it down. Every single amount of chesed is just a matana life. The gift of life is such a matana beyond our understanding. And I think this is a great intro to introduce what I wanted to speak about, which is, you know, simcha during corona crisis. Simcha during Corona crisis. So, like, just not to take things for granted. Yesterday, I was on a Zoom, alone deck on Eriyaka Talmud. Two days ago, I think it was. Yeah, his, his son became bar mitzvah, and he did a Zoom, and and I was on the Zoom, and I saw alone give a, a, a drasha for his son, and I saw his son give a drasha, and it was a small amount of people. They were able to do it in a shul somehow. They had a minimal amount of people in Baltimore. And other people were Zooming. Wow. You know what I mean? It's like not everyone can come to the bar mitzvah. We had a wedding last night. We had an unbelievable wedding. And I'm telling you, what is chus? But there were 120 people on the Zoom. You hear that, Josh? 120 people on the Zoom. Who wasn't there? I was the only grandfather that was there. The only grandfather. The other grandfathers are alive. So the other grandfather of the Hassan was in South Africa, together with the grandmother. Two other grandparents were in the United States. They couldn't come to the wedding. And when I gave the bracha to the kala, I said, Nomi, I am the shliach of all the grandfathers that are here today, the living grandfathers that are here today. I really felt such a sense of, you know, who am I that I'm the one that was to be able to be at my grandchild's wedding and now I have a new granddaughter through, through this marriage and I should be the shlich to give her a bracha right before the, by the before they go into the chuppah. And I say every single, when we, 
we've been so used to a kind of like the rote of simchas that we kind of, we take it for granted. You know, we have a bris, Baruch Hashem. We have a bat mitzvah, Baruch Hashem. We have bar mitzvah, Baruch Hashem. We have a chasna, Baruch Hashem. The Baruch Hashem has to be so much more, so much more in, in, in understanding that every single chesed that HaKadosh Baruch is giving us is wow, is wow. And I think the corona has given us a little bit of a better understanding that these moments are special moments. On Friday night, on Leil Shabbos, I was in, we were in Beit Shemesh for Shabbos, and we had the Shabbos of Ruf, which was also like an amazing thing. And, um, and my son-in-law, was a rabbi of a shul, asked me to speak Friday night. He's a wonderful community. My son-in-law, Rabbi Margolius, and I spoke there. I sat by the window, masked. You know, I'm just repeating the mask, the mask again, I got just a Everyone in that shul was wearing a mask, Baruch Hashem. And, um, and I, it was an unbelievable thing, something that came to me, which is, you know, just hashkacha pratis. But I said to everybody, started off with a question, I said, where does it say in the Torah, <coughs> you know, the latest thing in Israel, is, I don't know if you know, I can send you a picture, is we don't give hugs. We don't give hugs, we give these little chicken bumps. Everyone's giving chicken bumps. You know, you go to a simcha, or you say shalom aleichem, you give a chicken bump. Yeah. Guys, everyone do the chicken bump thing. Yeah, the chicken bump. Right? And, and um, I said, where do, you, where do you get this concept of the chicken bump in the Torah? <laughs> Everyone's looking like I'm crazy. Like, what's the rabbi going to pull out? So it's a Pusik. It's a Pusik in Kahelis. And I was thinking about it. What's the Pusik in Kahelis? Pusik in Kahelis speaks about the different times. The different times that we... Um, Joshua, is still on? Did I lose you? Did we get lost because of that? We're good. It says, ace, ace, everything has a time, everything. I think that um, one of the, I think Bob Dylan, well, I have the elephant those turned into a song, right? Josh, that's true, right? To every season, right? But it's really taken from the Psukim and Kehelis. The birds. But there's a pusset. What? The birds. That was the birds. Okay, okay. It's for the birds also. The, the Pusik says like this. There are different time periods. And you have to know each time period has its, its function. So it says like this. There's a Pusik says Mufurish. Ace Lechibuk. There's a time for hugs. A time for hugs. And it says, the Ace Lerachek Mechibuk. There's a time to remove yourself from Chibuk. Now, the truth is, Chazal darshan for different types of things. But I said, on the simple pshat is, there's a time period when we're not going to be able to give that hug that we want to give. But you know what? Even when we're doing that chicken bump, okay, but our hearts are still filled with Chibuk. I have to tell you, my grandchildren at the wedding, how much did I want to hug them? I wanted to hug them. I wanted to kiss them. And you know what I have to do? I had to do the chicken bump. Because this is what Hashem tells us to do in these times. It's a time of There's another passage there that says, the time to dance. And Rashi points out, what's the time to dance? The time to dance is, how do we dance in front of a kala? kala. The shas is a time to dance. There's a diuk. The diuk it says 
All the other says, it says like, Ace Lifskais, time of crying, to, to cry. Ace a time to laugh. Over here it says, Ace Rekoid. There's a time of dancing. It doesn't say Lirka to dance, it says Rekoid. It's a time of dancing. When you get to a wedding, especially of a child or a grandchild, you don't have to tell the person, go dance. You danced. It tanced Alain in Yiddish. That's an expression. We, we, we just dance. So, Ace Rekoid. So, it's like this. The way I understand it is like this. HaKadosh Baruch was trying to refocus us on times. I'm going to give you a little time. A little time that you're going to be able to put Simcha into your life. And I want you to understand this is a matana from a Kaddish Baruch Hu. We cannot repay a Kaddish Baruch Hu in any possible way. Even if we'll learn the Torah, that's what the Mishnah says. Kaddish Baruch Hu said, this is, I'm, giving you, I'm giving you life. I just think it's like an amazing, amazing thing that a Kaddish Baruch Hu is teaching us how we're supposed to live our lives. I want to tell you guys a story. So I, I, on the way to the Chassid Rebbe and I were in the car and I told her this story. Not like a, it's not, it doesn't sound like a happy story, but it's such a lesson story. The story is such a lesson. I read this story on Shabbos. It was a Yid, a boy. His name was Yaakov Gelis. Yaakov Gelis, his name was Yaakov, then Moshe Eliyahu. He lived here in Yushalayim. He was a yeshiva boy, a from yeshiva boy. After his, he had a bar mitzvah, and around two weeks after the bar mitzvah, he contracted some sort of breathing illness. A breathing illness. A breathing illness that eventually it affected his entire body, and he became literally uh, non-functional at all. Wasn't able to do anything. He lost all control of all of his faculties. He was a veg- basically a vegetable, the way with lack of a better term to describe it. You know, for how long? 18 and a half years. 18 and a half years. From the time he was 13, 18 and a half, almost 19 years later, he lived like this. Sounds like a very, very horrible, horrible way of existence. And his family, during this time, they would come daily to the hospital. And his father, every single day, and the other members of the family would come and they would put tefillin on him. He was a bar mitzvah boy. They would put tefillin on him. Listen to the dedication of a family. They, during the week, he was in the hospital. On Thursday afternoon, the hospital would release him to the father. The father would bring him home. They did it with all the medical guidelines that they needed. He would spend Shabbos in the house. In a, in a, they brought him in, I guess, in a wheelchair, in a bed. I don't know how they did it. And he would sit, at, they would put him near the table. They would make Kiddush. He, he, wasn't, he wasn't able to, uh, to, to, to talk with them. He wasn't able to converse with them. They have no idea if he was hearing them or not. But every Shabbos, the family said, Yankee is going to be home with us for Shabbos. And this went on for 18 and a half years. Every Shabbos, we would come home. Now, during this time, there were hundreds and hundreds of people that were davening for Yaakov and Moshe Leon. They were saying to him. They were saying to him. And um, 
there were people that would call the house every year. They would call, are we still supposed to be davening for Yankee? Yep. There were dedicated mothers and wives and, and girls and men that in every single one of their tefillahs, they davened for Yaakov and Moshe for 18 and a half years. Just saying those words makes me cry. 18 and a half years. People are davening for a person, not even their family member, but he's, he's, a, he's a son of Klal Yisrael. Now listen to this. The corona came and the hospital all of a sudden had to change the rules. They couldn't let the family come to the hospital. So for the first time since he was sick, the family was not able to visit him. It was very, very painful. For the last three months, they couldn't go to the hospital. In Israel, you know, we had like a, we had like a downswing. Things were doing very, very good. Now we're on an uptick. We hope everything will be all right without getting into what the numbers are. Florida, I know Florida. California is California. Everyone's got their own problems. But when the, when the numbers were really, really down, all of a sudden, one day in Sheba Hospital, they called the family and said, you know what? You can come back to the hospital. So the father went that day. He put tillin on the child. And uh, he sat with him. The next day he went home. And the next day, the Misrata Biyut changed the guidelines because they're ready. There was an uptick. They said, no, we can't have any family members. One day, he was allowed, the father was allowed into the hospital. The next day, he wasn't. That following night, Yankee passed away. He was nifter. It was always like Kodesh Baruch that kind of like, like, you know, lifted up, opened up the doors that the father should be able to come to have a last goodbye. Now, the truth is like this. When I think about that, I think about it like this. It sounds like a sad ending. It sounds like a sad existence. It sounds like an existence which is so hard and so difficult to understand. But I look at it as, wow, this, this boy celebrated his bar mitzvah. Because he celebrated his bar mitzvah with his full faculties, he knew what it was to put on tefillin. And he was so ecstatic that he had his tefillin. And that gave impetus to his father said, I'm going to put on tefillin on him every day. And every day he put tefillin on him. And Shabbos he spent it on him. And how many thousands of tehillims and tefillas were said because of the schus of that young man. And that young man who ended up ending up being a young man in his 30s. We don't understand what and why HaKadosh Baruch Hu does the things the way he does. But we do understand this, is that where is this neshama right now? That neshama right now is, boy, in such a high spot. Where are all those tefillahs that were put in by people over all the years to that particular young man? All those tefillahs are all in a treasure chest of HaKadosh Baruch Hu. And HaKadosh Baruch Hu uses those tefillahs for what purpose? We don't even understand. Could be to save Israel from, from Chassosom being annihilated by the Iranians. We don't know. We don't know the cheshbonus of HaKadosh Baruch Hu, why HaKadosh Baruch Hu does things. And I was thinking this in the lieu of how we look at Simchas. It could be until now we looked at Simchas as being like just kind of a natural state of how we go through life. Yeah, we have Simchas, Baruch Hashem. Those Simchas are great. And we want Simchas, we need Simchas. I got to tell you, last night, my brother-in-law was sitting with me. He was just, he said, it's just so good to see people dancing, to be out, to be able to see people again 
there was a person that wasn't in shul. I know a person that wasn't in shul for four months. My mechutin in South Africa he hasn't been in shul for four months. And he couldn't be at the wedding because he couldn't travel to Israel. But on the Zoom, he was able to see a grandchild going underneath the chuppah. He was able to see a grandchild getting brachas, getting, getting, getting blessings. To see, it's a time, a time that a Baruch is giving us times of simchas. Appreciation for what simchas are all about, Rabbi Zayn. That's really what it's all about. When we now are going to have our simchas, let's just appreciate those moments of simchas. Let's appreciate that a Baruch gives us opportunities. We don't even understand what a tefillah is. When you're standing underneath the chuppah, and you're able to, to turn to God's Baruch and say, Rebbe give bracha to this couple. When you have a bar mitzvah in your family, when you have a bris in your family, when, you, when, a, when a friend of yours is making a simcha, it's not just going there and having that nice piece of meat and that beautiful steak and everything else, all the trappings and the l'chaims. We're going to drink a l'chaim again. L'chaims are good. They're not bad. Not bad. But that's not the tachlis. The tachlis that's supposed to enhance us that our simcha is, hey, I'm being misameach with my best friend's child. My best friend's child got a bar mitzvah. I'm here for him. We're in it together. It's ki'ish echad b'leiv echad. That's really what it's all about. To appreciate what HaKadosh Baruch Hu has given us. I want to drink another l'chaim before we go any further. Anyone want to open up the microphones for a second? Josh, open up those microphones. Wow. Okay, anyone want to everyone drink? L'chaim, 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 l'chaim. Ah, beautiful, beautiful, beautiful. Ari, Ari, what are you drinking? What are you drinking? Lee, Lee, coffee, what are you doing coffee. there, Lee? So good to oh, see Lee, you. Lee Gorin. Hello. Hello, Rob. Great to see you. It's beautiful, beautiful. Beautiful, beautiful, beautiful. So no, no, anyone have any... Any good insights? Anything? Anything? What's in question? Something coming up? Benji, come on! No, what do we got there? Let's go. Today's back to work for me for the first time in four months. Back to the field. Wow. I haven't been. Wow. Uh, it's kind of crazy driving around today. It's kind of crazy. Kind of crazy. Where are you traveling to? Uh, Brooklyn. Good uh, old Brooklyn. Uh, dangerous neighborhood. It's been a while. Dangerous neighborhood. It's been wild. It's been wild there. It's it's wild. Wild. Sachi, what's happening in New Jersey? What's happening in New Jersey? Uh, we're going back to Shul next week. Wow. You're going back to Shul next week. Wow. Wow. So some, some, in, some indoors, mostly outdoors on the Shul property, but we're closing wow. down the backyard vinyanum. That's it. That's it. That's it. Josh, yeah. I heard that's, I heard the story about the Sefer Torah. Crazy. Torah. That's what I heard about. Tell the guys, tell, tell everyone the story, Josh. Tell There's everyone the story. The house down the block was you know, caught on fire last week. There was a, uh, a roof being put on, and the house caught on fire. And within seven, eight minutes, the whole place was burning down. And then after the uh, house unfortunately burned down, you know, they, we found out there was a Torah in the house. Family owned a Torah. So the, the fire chief goes in. He says, no one else is allowed in the house. He goes in. He brings it out. And not only wasn't it burned, but there was, you can't imagine how much water was poured on this house. I mean, there was 103 firefighters that showed up. It wasn't even wet. I mean, Unbelievable. Crazy story. Yeah. Unbelievable. That's why we extended the show insurance on everyone's backyard Torah. 
Good idea. Actually, you just made an argument why we just wasted our money for it. Yeah, maybe, right. Uh, not, not, not wasting any money. Right. New, Lee, what's going on? Lee? Uh, Berkshire, everything is good. I'm also in Jersey, but um, they're taking a poll to see which, which minion you want to go to. I go to a, I go to a Keter Torah. Well, okay. I'm in Bergenfield. I'm in New Milford. That's it. That's oh, you it. Guys are neighbors. Uh, yeah, yeah, yeah. Neighbors. Benji, I saw you You posted that you're moving in this neighborhood. My brother lives in that neighborhood. My younger brother lives there. Jason's all over the place with the really mortgages. You see him advertising yeah, in the Jewish room. I thought maybe you were moving too. God forbid. I pulled my Dachi knows I pulled my brother-in-law out of tea and that came to my neighborhood. He's by me now. <laughs> <laughs> right, Dachi? Uh, Danny Wang yeah, is by yeah, me. Yeah, 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 yeah. Your wives would never allow it. <laughs> never, never allow it. Nah. We both work in New York. It's, to deal with that George Washington Bridge is a nightmare. My brother's lucky he works in Hackensack. It makes more sense for him. I work in Brooklyn. I don't want to deal with that bridge. Yeah. Keep, keep on taking the GW before they change the name. That's it. That's it. So let's talk a little That's politics, it. guys. Let's talk talk about the the Blasio and the um and the defunding of the defunding of the police force. Well, and, uh, and it's 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 a wild situation. It's a wild situation. And um we see clearly, we see clearly that there's something going on in the world that people are just completely, completely bonkers, completely, completely bonkers. And it's all under the guise of, um, of you know, liberal attitudes and everything else. So Come on. All, we can, all we can say is like this, that the Rebbeinu Shalom is definitely the one in charge. And anyone thinks for a second the Rebbeinu Shalom is not in charge, make a big mistake. And a lot of times it's hard to see that because like we kind of get caught up into the, you know, this even with the Corona thing. Like we kind of like we we're caught up in the this is the way it is the new the new the new reality of. Okay, how do we live with Corona? Now for sure we have to live with Corona. We have no other choice, but we don't recognize that because Baruch was the one that created this new reality, and now we see the way what's happening. All the different facets of. Of 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 what is the the next the next thing that's happening? So I don't know. I'm not a navi. I can't tell you what's going to be. I can't tell you what's going to be. If I was a navi, boy, I'd be uh, I'd be a, I'd be a separate parish in the Torah. You know, uh, even Bilam, even Bilam got a got a you know got a got a bullock. You know, he was. In, but I'm not going to put myself into his shoes. But what I want to tell you is like this. I'm not a navi, but my sense is, my sense is that Kadosh Baruch is bringing us back to the basics and he's telling us we got to kind of like we got to look at life and like i was just saying before recognizing that life is a gift and there are moments of simcha that gives us there are moments that we recognize no matter what we do we cannot repay of all the kindness that he gives us and we have to recognize even when things seem to be seemingly completely, completely against everything that we could possibly imagine. When we have tsaris, which are, look beyond, you know, just recognize that it's HaKadosh Baruch in charge. I saw a little Misa today in the, the, you know, the religious newspaper, Yeted Neman in Hebrew, 
that there was a certain year that he um, he contracted an illness, not Corona. He contracted an illness, not Corona, and um, and it seems like I don't know. You know, he just he just the illness was just it was too much to bear, and he said to Hakadosh Baruch that Hakadosh Baruch you know what? Take away my parnasa, take away anything. Give give me back my health. Give me back my health. And Makachavia you know what I mean? Like, you know, again, I don't know how you worked, I don't know how these things work, because Walker made him better, but automatically, all of a sudden, uh, all of a sudden, he lost his Parnassa, and he lost this and that, and 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 things were shaky in other areas. We don't understand, because Walker gives every single one of us our challenges, our peckles, and we just have to recognize we have to have a Muna and Bitachin, because Walker knows what he's doing. And take those moments of simcha, those moments of joy, and be so joyful. And joyful means that we're just thankful that it is Bokhu. So, on that note, I want to wish a last lachaim to everybody just for today, this week. And I want to thank everybody for joining. And I want to give everybody a bracha that mitzvah Hashem we should share in simchas. And it should be Eid Yishama Bar Yehuda, and um, I love every single one of you. I'm always happy to see everybody. And the Mitzvah Shem, we should be zochet to the building of the Beis Hamikdash. Beis Hashlish has come very, very soon. As I was looking over the backdrop of the chuppah last night, looking at the Makam Hamikdash, and thinking about what it's going to be like when the Rebbeinu is going to bring us all back, and we're all going to there's going to be room for everybody. And I think I told people earlier in those Corona crises. Okay, we have room in our house. Okay, you know, a lot of guys, when they got kicked out of their Yaakov, they used to have to go and stay in one of the Rebbe's houses. We got room for, for a bunch of people. You bring your families. Everything's going to be good. Have a great day. Thank you for listening to this Foundation's podcast production. If you liked today's episode, don't forget to subscribe and leave a comment. Thank you, and have a wonderful day.